thing about it, that God first announced his coming to shepherds. And now he brings in more unclean people. Unclean shepherds, now he brings in unclean Gentiles. And it pleases him. This is how he does again and again. It pleases him to use the lowest of the low, outcasts, marginal, as well as unclean Gentiles because they were open to him. They are people open to the movements of God. So, because they were looking for the king and they had no preconceived notions about uh, how he ought to come, what he ought to look like, they were given the privilege of proclaiming him to God's own people. They were outside his people, but they wanted him. And so God said, you, yes, you will come and you will proclaim me. And so they came and they announced to the Jews in Jerusalem, he's come, he's been born. So where is he? It's interesting, no Jews went out with them to Bethlehem. Everything was lining up. Daniel's prophecy set the sage. People were expectant. There, even beyond the Jews, there was expectancy. Gentiles had come seeking him. Just as Isaiah had prophesied, as we heard read this morning, all they needed to do was hike out. It's about five miles to Bethlehem. Just go on out. Where the prophecy said he would be born... But no one in authority quite believed. No one believed these strange magi. Because God wouldn't do that, they thought. God wouldn't communicate with these unclean Gentiles. They're foreigners. They're non-Jews. That's a, that's a way of rationalizing what they, what they did. There's a spiritual explanation for this. Skepticism comes from a general lack of faith. They lacked faith. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He rewards those who seek him with him. They didn't draw near. They didn't go out to Bethlehem. They didn't go with the Magi because they didn't believe that he is, that he is who he is. The wise men believed, though, and their, in, their encounter's fascinating. It's, it's familiar, but it's wonderful. Beginning in verse 9, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with, with great joy. Do you catch this? It seemed the star had disappeared. When they had arrived in Jerusalem, they didn't know where to go. They came to Jerusalem. But then it reappears. Its reappearance showed God was guiding them to the place they should go. And so going into the house, they saw the child with 
Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. They were face down. They gave homage. They laid before him. And then they opened their treasures. They opened their wealth. They offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. They weren't, do you, do you notice this? They're not at all bothered that he's not in a palace. I, I don't know if this, this probably misleads us a bit. They, other people went back after the census was taken. Bethlehem cleared out. There now was room for them in the inn. So we can, we can shift them over in your mind to an inn. But it wasn't a palace. And there's no shrinking back. They saw, they fell flat. There's no hang-ups here about what the, how the Messiah should appear, where he ought to originate. Um, they're, not, they're, they're actually totally unconcerned with his lineage. They're not checking. Joseph, are you actually from the line of David? Does this, does this check out? No credentials. They don't care about the residents. They act on a simplicity of faith. That's for us. They act on a simplicity of faith. In God's ways, God had told them he was coming. He gave them a star to follow, and he led them there. And that's all they need. God had said, this is him. And they responded appropriately, flat on their face before a baby. So here at New Year's, We've already acknowledged we have need for faith. We will have need for faith in this year. And we cannot possibly plan enough. We cannot possibly control well enough all that will come our way. So what does the Lord say? What is his word driving us to this morning? What can we learn that will help us submit to the revealed Lord as he's been revealed for this year? I want to make a couple suggestions that I think the Holy Spirit would have his people to consider. People make resolutions at New Year. That's a thing we do in our culture. We can do that. Let's do it with the Lord. Let's resolve with these magi to believe in a good and sovereign God. That's how faith begins. Faith begins with belief that God is and that he's good. See how he orchestrated this moment perfectly? He planted a seed 500 years in advance. This is a marvel. He drew the attention of wealthy Persians so that this would be for their good, but it would also be for the good of his son. He used their devotion and the blessing given to them to bless and care for his son, to provide for Joseph and Mary as they became refugees in Egypt. How do you think they lived as refugees for those years when they were away? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
God provided for his son. All things work together for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose, those who trust him. So resolve to believe that God loves his own, you. He loves you. He's a good and sovereign God, and he loves you. He loves his own. So whatever peril or pain or uncertainty, because you will have, I'm sorry, 2023 will have pain. It will have peril, uncertainty, confusion. That's coming. Comes every year. We're going to encounter it. Resolve to believe that he's good and that he will use those circumstances for your good, your ultimate good, to change you, to make you holy, and to draw you near to him. Secondly, like these magi, resolve to look for him all around you, to look for him. Again, they saw the king of kings because they were looking for him. He hadn't shown them. They had no reason to believe that he knew them and loved them, but they were nonetheless looking for him. And God chose them as worshipers. He chose them as messengers because they had devoted themselves to seek him, willing to put everything aside, name, reputation, Certainly, people looked strangely at them as they departed. You're going to the Jews? For some time before the... They, they may have been looking decades for this. Studying, praying, pursuing the hope of a king who would bring peace to the world. And they had found something in the Jewish hope. They had found something in the Jewish prophecies studying the scriptures, studying the Hebrew God, and seeing this isn't just the Hebrew God. This is God. This is the Almighty One. And something stirred in them. Something stirred in them to seek him beyond anything else that their sphere offered. And so above any goal, that's for us, they wanted to seek the king. And it seems that God delights in this. He delights to reveal himself to people like that. It's an indication of uh, something Jesus would say to that Samaritan woman at the well. God desires worshipers who will worship him in spirit and truth. And he'll show himself to them. So as you start the year, remember, it is unlikely that you will see God's work a star, a sign in your life, a manifestation of his presence. It's unlikely you'll see him if you're not looking for him at work, in you, around you, through you. If you're not attentive to the God who is, to the God who's alive and loves you and moves around and through you and around you, if you're not looking, you won't see him. So it's unlikely God will also use you if you're not studying him and looking for him. And thirdly, resolve to trust him with simplicity. 
as this echoes through the, this passage, the Magi had no preconceived notions about how God should act. They had no skepticism about a universal king coming from a tiny people, coming from this strange, oppressed corner of the world. They had no images of what the king's family would be like. I mean, Joseph and Mary are peasants. They probably do not have good dental work. They had no, they had no preconceived notions about what this king's family should be like. They just believed a 500-year-old promise. And so when God revealed his hand to them by the star, they trust. Simple trust. They don't require God to satisfy all their rational objections. I can tell you on personal authority, but also on the authority of the ages, God does not act according to our desires or expectations. He doesn't much care about what we expect of him to do. We would like, as we go on with life, praise and encouragement and direction from important people. We want important people to acknowledge us. But God seems to use the equivalent of peasants and foreigners in our lives. So if this is how he's always worked, there are peasants and foreigners in your life it is very likely God will use those people in your life. Not important, not important people. Look for, look for God there. In simple humility, he invites us to trust. And he invites us to believe what he said, add nothing to it, and receive it from where it, wherever it comes. So, to conclude, it's very easy for us to respond with resistance when God doesn't act as we wish. He's not going to act as you wish in this coming year. I, I've got plans. I, there are ways I want this year to go. He's not going to do that. <laughs> Yours too. Like those in Jerusalem who saw the wise men come, heard their proclamation, and did not go out. We can be like them. So if you would have your life enriched this year, if you'd have it make sense, if you'd have your days ordered and purposeful, even when they're dark and heavy, if you would be used to manifest the Lord to others, if that is your desire, then when your own moments for faith arrive, the moments of pain, peril and uncertainty, believe in the sovereign God. Believe that he's good. Look for him. Look for what he's doing around. And trust with simplicity through that. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you teach us through the plan that you have unfolded before us through the plan you've included us in. We thank you, too, that your word has been given 
And your word continues to have power and authority to guide us and shape us. Lord, we pray that you would help us to trust you. Would your Holy Spirit batter down our resistance that we might know you in Jesus' name.